Hey, this is Chris from Play Comics over at PlayComics.com, and you're listening to Odd Dad Out. Evening Odd Dad Out podcast in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1... Welcome to the Odd Dad Out podcast, where normal is not my specialty. I am your host, Adam Higgins, the Odd Dad Out, and I just want to ride my bicycle. Uh, Queen reference. Nobody? Anyway, you can find me at Odd Dad Out on all the social medias and at odddadoutpodcast.com. Subscribe to the show, do all the things, you know, I'm going to tell you later anyway. And this is a show where I ramble and rant and tell you all the shit going on in my head and my life and all the whatever. And then I wrap it up by telling you a podcast that you should listen to because you should listen to more podcasts. <sighs> yeah, I don't script this. You know me by now. I don't script this. If you don't know me by now, I'm weird. And I pull this out of my ass. You're welcome. So, housekeeping. Let's get some housekeeping out of the way. If you aren't aware, um, well, you, you may not be, but I'm experimenting right now with recording video. Right now, if, if you ever looked, uh, the podcast is on YouTube, but right now it's a blank kind of generic. It's just the episode artwork and the audio. It's, you know, not, it's, what some in podcasting would call a, 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 not fake video, but it's basically a fake video. It's not a video, it's just still image and audio. And I'm experimenting with recording video and kind of, it's kind of the talking head thing of me in recording the podcast. I don't know why. Honestly, I don't like being on video. I have this weird thing, but I'm doing it. I'm trying it for now. If you are seeing the video, it means you are subscribed to the show on Patreon, patreon.com slash odd dead out, where you get to see, and I, I just did like 40 minutes of behind the scenes and set up and showing my whole process. And if you're interested in that, yeah, you can get that for a, a dollar a month. You're welcome. If not, um, you're probably smarter than those people who are willing to watch me do all my bullshit. Especially because you can't really see my face because I have a really big pop filter. Anyway. <laughs> um uh oh, that was the other thing. I was like, this is the thing about when you don't have show notes or like notes and things. I have a and I just showed the, the video people, but I have a whiteboard that I wrote down, here's what I want to talk about for this week, because normally I don't. And it's something I'm probably gonna start doing because I've mentioned in the past I'll have ideas of topics for the week. And I'll forget them before it gets to recording time. But this week I was like, no, I want to talk about this. I want to talk about this. And so I wrote it down on my little like magnetic whiteboard, like refrigerator thing. And so I have my topics for the week. Holy shit. I have my topics for the week. So yeah, that's what I'm doing. But oh, the other thing that I wanted to talk about is, and I probably should write these down when they come to me. I have finally, I, I, I mentioned in uh, uh, maybe God, it was probably a month ago. That I fucked up the the shop. That I was trying to adjust one of the designs, and it basically wiped out an entire series of of the merch. It it was the uh, the normal is not my specialty in with the white print 
or it's basically I have two designs. I have the logo and then I have the normal is not my specialty. And they're both with black print or white print. And it's kind of just a matter of what color of fabric does it look better on? So I've got it like, oh, if you picked a black shirt, the black print looks bad. So I have it available in the way the thing works. You have to have a different image. And so there's the black print and the white print, and they're available in different colors based on which works. And so the white print version of the normal is not my specialty. Um, I fucked up and I replaced the image with one because I, the, the old version, it wasn't exact to the black print version. It was actually, I made one image and I made the other. So they weren't exact. And then I was working in a new uh, photo or uh, uh, image program, um, working on some of the other stuff, like what I used to make the, the duffel bags and backpacks and stuff. And I was like, oh, wait, I can just take the original image and do an invert color and flip it from black to white. And now it'll be exact and it'll match up and look perfect. Like, okay, so I did that. And when I changed the image in the system, it basically replaced the image, but it didn't replace the, because I, oops, and unchecked a box because I'm an idiot. And I unchecked the box that would have updated all of the items across the board. And instead, it erased all of the items across the board. (laughs) So I've had to go through meticulously with every single item, like every shirt variant, because it's like, oh, the regular shirts the premium shirts, the extra soft shirts, the long sleeve shirts, the the softball style shirts, the tri-blend, the the like oh, the sweatshirts, the light sweatshirts, the the the, the like the terry cloth sweatshirts, the the what the all of them, the different like the the pullover hoodies, the zip-up hoodies, the phone cases, the skateboards, uh all of the kids clothes and oh yeah, men's and women's all of the shirts and all of the hoodies and all of the things and go through each item and add it back in and get the colors, materials and everything selected. And so it took me a while, but I have finally got everything updated. All of the items are now back in the odd dad out shop. If you want to find it, go to odddadoutpodcast.com. It's right there. Um, look for the shop tab. I am. I'm such an asshole. How many times have I called myself an asshole so far? I'm like five minutes in and I've called myself an asshole at least four times, I think. Anybody want to count? I don't know. Anyway, I'm playing with guitar picks. You got to stop that. Um, <laughs> because I have a pick punch and it's just sitting there and I have a pile of fucking guitar picks sitting next to me on my desk and I go away. Pushed them off the desk. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry. I, I got, yeah, I got all that stuff up but i don't remember what the fuck the tab says i i used to say merch i think it says shop i might be under the support tab i don't fucking remember right now and i'm not looking at it i'm sorry but you'll find it it's there on the website odddadoutpodcast.com anyway on with today i think that's all the housekeeping out of the way i think but yeah so because i wasted all this time sorry how are you because I feel bad now if I don't ask, because it's become so much, it is up there with sharing is caring, which I didn't say, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, why am I so Canadian today? Um, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. 
Sorry. I'm I'm giggly. And it's funny because, again, I'm recording this video right now. I'm not looking at the video. So I can only imagine how much of a dick I look like right now. But, (sighs) breathe and breathe. Okay. Breathing. Yeah, so, how are you doing? Um, How was your Valentine's Day? Mine was interesting. So, I actually never really talked about this year was the 10th anniversary of the incident, the robbery where I was hurt and spent, you know, some time in the hospital, um, cliff notes, um, robbed at work, baseball bat to the head, um, hospital visit. It was rough. That was 10 years ago. Happened over Valentine's weekend. My wife really doesn't like me working those over that, those nights, just kind of, I still work overnight, so she still gets kind of eh. And so it happens, I was home for Valentine's Day. And so we're like, okay, well, since I'm going to be home anyway, let's see if we can do something for Valentine's. And so we actually had made plans. Like my sister was going to watch the boys and we were going to go out and get dinner. And we were going to do like the traditional Valentine's thing because, well, one, it's crazy. If you want to go out and spend you know, go out and have a nice dinner. Go to a, a like sit down Italian restaurant, or go and to a steakhouse. Go anywhere. Go to a nice sit down restaurant on Valentine's Day. You need reservations for the friggin' Olive Garden. It's just not going to happen. You're going to be waiting for forever, or you're going to be eating at like three in the afternoon. And so, yeah, and and we've done that. We've done that before. And we're like, oh, this is dumb. Um, <laughs> we're also those crazy people who go to. We'll, like, we'll go to Olive Garden on St. Patrick's Day because it's our anniversary. And like, why? Because nobody's at fucking Italian restaurant on St. Patrick's Day. It's a great time to go. But there, there's no restaurant is safe on Valentine's Day. It's just not. Mother's Day is the same. But what we did, because, you know, us, is that every Friday is a little food truck thing. I can't say festival because it's like, it's food truck Fridays. And they set up outside a Sam's Club, a huge lot. It's just a huge space. And so they, they set up, and there's probably maybe 10 trucks. I think I, don't, I didn't count them, but they, they basically make like a big ring in the lot with these trucks. And they set up a ton of tables. And there's a DJ out there, if you can call him that. It was, <laughs> I had to laugh at the DJ because they had the turntables and all this stuff set up. Like, and then there's just a laptop sitting there and there's nobody there. I'm like, look, you could have done this on an iPad. You could have done this on an iPod. You did not need to set up your entire DJ table. You look like an asshole. You look like a pretentious asshole DJ because you set up all of your DJ equipment. Do you really need the turntables? Really? You're DJing a food truck meetup in a parking lot on Valentine's Day. All you needed was a friggin' Spotify playlist. Anyway. Um, <laughs> but there's like a tr- little like a tractor train for the kids for to ride and bounce houses and stuff. But it's it's fun. Just like all the other food truck things we've ever gone to. They have it's just stuff for the family and fun times. And 
they did have some like the music theme was about it was all Valentine's vaguely romantic songs. Some of them were like, really? This is kind of a stretch. Anyway, that's where we went because we haven't done food trucks in a while and we've never done it without the boys. And so it was nice to be able to go and pick out our food and and sit down and just eat and enjoy the food without rowdy, screaming, yelling boys and fighting and I don't like this. I want it. No, yeah, we didn't get any of that. We got to sit down and actually enjoy our food. And yeah, so we got to do that. Well, and I got a, you know, I got a cheesesteak and, you know, at this point, me and my cheesesteaks are kind of a thing for food trucks. I got to find me a cheesesteak. It's just a good sandwich, you're going to say. But then we go and we're, we're doing our thing and we sit down and we're like, all right, well, we got to go pick up the boys. And like we had like maybe an hour or so because the deal was like what it was going to be was that my sister watched the boys while we did our thing. And then after we did, then we would watch their kids and what turned into and they ended up like, oh, well, we're not going to go out or something. Just kind of things happen. But we were getting ready to leave and we stopped and we we're like, oh, hey, let's um go grab, I forget what the hell we were grabbing, but we jumped over to the Walmart that was right by there. And we were like, okay, well, let's jump in here. We'll grab this and then we'll uh, head out and go get the boys. Like, all right. And right as we're finishing eating, we get a call from my sister. Like, hey, I need you back right now. Damien just knocked a tooth out. Fuck. That's all I can say. Fuck. What the hell? And which then like, okay, rush, rush, rush. Get the fuck out of here. Get over there. Like, we get going. And uh, at that point it was gotten like message received. We're gone. We get we get out of there. And like she called me. And so I'm like, all right, yeah, click, go. And I tell Rihanna, we got to go. Damien just knocked a tooth out. And so we're scrambling. And she's like, she starts asking me like, what happened? What's going on? I'm like, I don't know. I just know we got to go. <laughs> I just like, we're going. And she's asking me questions. I don't have answers to because I didn't ask questions. I heard, get back here. Damien knocked a tooth out. We go. And so I'm going, <laughs> we're going. And then. Like, we get in the car, we're going back, and then she calls my sister and was like, okay, what happened? What's the circumstances? What's going on? And uh, long story short, the boys were riding around on scooters, and Damien went and was, you know, not paying attention, as my boys are wont to do, or not do, however you would put that. And he crashed face first into a table. Yep. Um face first into a table and uh yeah for those of you who are squeamish yeah and not that i didn't already say it he knocked a tooth out he knocked an adult tooth out and <laughs> like all he didn't break his tooth he knocked it clean out whole thing root and all like the when you see teeth like i'm used to seeing baby teeth i'm used to pulling my kids baby teeth and like, yeah, it's they're, they're, they're tiny. They're little itty bitty things. It's just the tip, right? Like this was the great big long adult like 
He's he's seven. This was like an inch and a half, like literally this long of a tooth of just like his front two teeth. And I realize I'm going like this long for the video. Sorry, guys. I'm practicing this video thing and I understand it. But it's it's like it was like an inch and a half of tooth. Fucking huge. I'm like, wait, ah, that's the whole tooth. Shit. Anyway. My, my sister being is like, I don't know about you. When I was a kid, we had these uh, public service announcement things that talked about if you ever accidentally lose a tooth, they say put the tooth in milk. And so that's what she did. Like when they saw that his tooth had been knocked out, and see it like there, I guess it was on the floor. They're like, don't they put it in a glass of milk? I never, they never tell you why, but. We did it. And that's what she did. That was like, you're taught when I was a kid, you're taught tooth falls out. You put it in a glass of milk. Well, we get back there and tooth is in a cup of milk. He's sitting there with an ice pack and a, and a towel holding his mouth. And he's mostly stopped bleeding by this point. And we got on the phone. We are very fortunate that our, uh, the boys dentists have an emergency after hours number. It's not like a, okay, we've got to go to the emergency room because he just had a tooth knocked out. It's a, we can call his dentist. And so we called his dentist and they were like, all right, let's get, we'll get the on-call dentist in and he will, uh, it's like, it goes through, you know, procedures. It goes through the triage nurse and they determine, you know, is there something that they have to do immediately or blah, 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 blah. And so she gets hold of the dentist. Dentist calls us back and says, okay, I'm here right now. I can meet you at this office, we need to get that tooth put back in immediately. And they're like, where is it? And they're like, it's in a cup of milk. Cause like, okay, good. Because if you'd put it in water, the tooth would be dead. So whatever it is about milk versus water, I don't know. But if you put a tooth in milk, the tooth will stay alive. If you put a tooth gets knocked out and you put it in water or in anything else, it kills the tooth apparently. So yeah, that's the thing. So <clears throat> the one thing that he tells us though, he says, okay, like how long has it been out? Like about 40 minutes. Like to ensure and to, to aid in the successful re-implanting and the successful survival of the tooth, you need to get it back in his mouth. And my wife doesn't do teeth. She, she like, she can't be around when the boys are, have loose teeth or pulling teeth or any of that stuff. That's she, she gets grossed out by teeth. So this falls on me. So I then have to go thoroughly wash my hands because I've worked in food services for years. So I, my brain goes wash, scrub, 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 super wash my hands. Um, and then just, you know, being a decent, logical person, wash your fucking hands. You're about to stick them in somebody's mouth. But I had to like a scrub up, grab the, dump the milk out. And that's the first time I saw the tooth in the bottom of this cup. And I'm sitting here thinking little tooth because it's just like, like one of his front teeth, front teeth. And so like I go and it's like, holy crap, that's huge. And see this giant fucking long ass tooth. And I'm thinking I just got to like press a little tooth back up onto the front a little ways and then hold it in place. I'm like, no, I've got to like shove a railroad spike of a tooth back into a gaping cavity in his face 
which at this point had stopped bleeding. Which means that when I push this back, it's going to fuck with the scab, the, I guess, scabs and the, the blood clot that's formed in the hole where his tooth was. Because at this point, it's basically filled up and kind of scabbed over, you could say. Well, again, for those of you who are squeamish, I then had to take this tooth and very carefully, remember, remember this, I'm working with a seven-year-old who is, ve- who is very stressed out right now. And I have to push this whole tooth back into his head, back into his mouth, into a hole in his mouth, in his gums, that was way bigger than I thought it was. Way bigger. So much bigger. I did not realize how deep that thing was when I looked at it. It was like, oh, yeah, it just looks like he lost a tooth. And then you start pushing that tooth back and you're like, oh, crap, it can still go. And again, it, it was all kind of clotted over. Well, when I pushed that tooth back in, it broke that clot. It just started gushing. He was not bleeding before, but when I pushed that tooth back in and immediately he just freaked. And again, he was already stressed out, but he starts freaking out and shaking his head and like, ah, no, 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 no. Like, which I totally understand. Because one, stressful as fuck. Two, this probably hurts like all hell. And again, I've, I've talked about my threshold for pain is very different from most people. And I have a very high pain threshold. I can handle, especially dental pain. I've had so much dental work done. I really am. I'm, I can do dental work all day. It's no big deal. But for most people, Having a tooth ripped out or re-put into your face is very painful. And he's freaking out and he's like shaking, no, no, no. And I'm just like, stop moving, stop moving, stop moving. I'm not even like, I'm, I'm, I can't even try and think about calming him down. I'm like, stop moving. This is going to hurt more. Stop, stop, stop. I'm just like almost trying to just grab his head. Like, stop moving. Stop. I had to let go and it was like, I could see it was starting to fall back out because it was so loose. I mean, big hole and now it's, it's, and it's bleeding. Like it's going to fall out again. If I don't get like, if he doesn't stop, he's going to shake his head until this thing flies out again. And like, stop. I'm like, just, I need tissues, grab me tissues. And like, I just had, my sister gives me a wad of, of, of toilet paper and I grab his tooth and I push it back as far as I can, get it straight and like looking at it and just, uh, get it straightened up and lined up with his other teeth. His, their teeth are all crooked. All my boys are going to end up needing braces anyway. But get it lined up as best I can and pushed back in and just shove this wad of toilet paper. I'm like, close your mouth. But close your mouth and hold it on there so that it doesn't come out. Just kind of hold this on here and just like, all right. And <sighs> again, he's freaking the fuck out. And by this point, we've we've gotten confirmation from the dentist. Here, I can be at this location in about 30, 40 minutes. They're like, all right, meet me here. We're actually only about 20 minutes away from that place. They're like, all right, we get in the car. We go. Unfortunately, I think we ruined my sister's Valentine's plans. She was feeling guilty as fuck because it happened on her watch. Like, hey, could have happened to anybody. 
our kids are kind of jerks. They are those kind of jerks who would have done this and fucked this up and, you know, smashed their face open. And so, yeah, he smashed his face open. <laughs> They're just, it's where our boys are. And so, yeah, we, we, you know, get him loaded up and he is freaking out by this point. Once, because once I, we told him, I have to put the tooth back in. He was like, no, no, no. Not, I don't need teeth. Like, oh, you're taking them all out. I don't need teeth anymore. <laughs> and then after we kind of go through it, he gets into, like, no, like, I, I'm never eating junk food again. I'm only going to eat healthy. I need strong teeth. They're going to take care of my teeth. Um, so many waves of, of all the ups and downs with him and him freaking out. But the biggest problem was through all of this and all of the, we got, I got his tooth back in and it's in his face. <laughs> Sounds so weird. It's back in his face, in the face. His tooth is back in his mouth. He's holding it there. He won't shut up. And it's not even like he's crying. I mean, he's crying, but mostly he's like talking and like, stop talking. The more you talk, the more it's going to hurt. Stop talking. Keep your mouth closed so that you're, it's holding the tooth in place. Just stop talking. And of course, because my boys are all assholes, they were sitting there fighting and arguing. And he was arguing with us over his teeth on the drive to the dentist. I was like, Damien, just stop. Stop. Just stop talking. Stop. It's not even a matter of stop arguing with us, which was part of it. It's like, stop arguing with us. But stop. Keep your mouth closed. So your tooth doesn't fall out and it doesn't hurt so much. Just no, he keeps fucking going. You cannot stop my boys. When they decide to run their mouth, they just fucking go and they won't shut the fuck up. Even when it means it's going to knock his fucking tooth out. God damn it. Shut up. But you know, he goes. And again, he's stressed as hell. I understand that. But shut up <laughs> for your own good. For the relief of the of the pain in your face, shut up. Uh, and it didn't help that, again, my boys were assholes and they were kind of antagonizing him and, and, and like, stop talking to him. He'll stop talking if you stop talking to him. Um, shit like that. And so, yeah. But we, we get him to the dentist and... I originally was thinking that this was going to be a case of, okay, we're going to go home. We're going to drop the boys off and either me or Rihanna are going to take him to the dentist. He was like, no, now. And we later come to find the dentist said like, yeah, you basically have an hour from when it comes out to get it back in. It needs to be back in their mouth within an hour or you're going to lose it. It's going to die. And so we was like about 45 minutes. And that's why he said, Get it back in his mouth. And I don't know exactly the whole logistics of that and why that is. I mean, it makes sense. Get it back in or it's, you know, what part of where in the system of tooth, gums, mouth, head, face that you, that it, it, it needs to stay attached to stay alive. But that was what we were told. And so, and we get to the dentist. Waiting there, and like, all right. Once the dentist shows up, and then we're like, okay, they get him back there. The nurse shows up, they get him back there, and they get it 
reset and lined up and it and all back in as far as it needs to go. And they basically put which are like light duty braces. They're like it looks like braces, but they're they're like plastic rather than the big metal wires. And they basically put the tooth back and then braced it with these sort of splints to the surrounding teeth to hold it in place. But that means for like the next couple of weeks, he was he wasn't even on uh, uh, soft foods. He was on do not chew anything. He was like for at least another week, do not chew anything. It needs to be like liquid. He was basically liquid diet. So he's been on uh, a lot of Pediasure and pudding and Jello <laughs> and 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 that sort of stuff and. We we did give him ramen noodles. We were like, okay, ramen noodles. We're gonna crush this packet to oblivion, so that he can just slurp up noodles and broth and stuff like that. That's all he's. But he's had like almost no solid food. Lots of ice cream. Yeah, ice cream and and Jello and yogurt and uh, pudding, um, and all that stuff. And it's funny because the boys are all jealous. Like, why does he get pudding? Because he doesn't get anything else. <laughs> But, you know, it, it, it is what it is. Me, uh, oatmeal. He's gotten, you know, we got a bunch of little packets of oatmeal. But he's been like oatmeal and ramen noodles and pudding for a week now. And he's been miserable. And it sucks. I feel bad for him. I do. But at the same time, I'm like, you fucking did this to yourself. Because you were being reckless. You weren't looking what you were doing. You were acting crazy. You weren't paying attention. And you crashed into a table. If you hadn't crashed into a table, this wouldn't be happening. You wouldn't be in this situation. So, be more careful. And, so I, and you know, it's it's been a stressful week since then because, yeah, well, figuring out what the fuck we're doing. And, and you know, being super, super careful with them. Because, well, it were like, he can't chew anything. And he was heavily medicated. He was having to take um, ibuprofen every six hours for probably about four or five days. He just barely stopped taking it yesterday. So about, actually about six days. So it was Friday, his tooth came out and they said uh, ibuprofen every six hours. So every six hours for six days. That's, a, you know, and to the point where when they went back to school, Monday was President's Day, so they didn't have school Monday, which was helpful with medication purposes. They also actually had, he had a follow-up. All the boys actually had a dentist appointment already scheduled Monday. So, and the dentist that re-implanted his tooth was actually the one that was there doing their checkups on Monday. So they were like, perfect. We're going to be over there. We'll do a follow-up on Monday. And so they were able to, it was probably the most convenient and like, wow. Um, that's just amazing. The, the, because it's one of those, there's a bunch of dentists in the kind of chain of offices. And so they rotate offices. So the guy who was on call Friday, who, you know, put his tooth back in in one office, well, he was going to be the one in their office doing everything on Monday when the boys were already scheduled. It's like, oh, this is perfect. So they did a follow up with him Monday and they all had cleanings and all that stuff. But yeah, that's when they were like, yeah, so. Um, give it at least a week before you try chewing anything. And then it's going to be like, avoid 
fighting through stuff. So like he can't eat a lot. He still can't eat a lot. Today, he finally got to have toast for the first time. And it was primarily because he was tired of oatmeal. And he got mad at he got mad at me and he's giving me crap this morning about like, I don't want oatmeal. I don't want this. I don't want this. But like, I'm tired of eating that. Like, I'm sorry, bud, but this is the situation you're in. And we're like, well, it is, he did say by Friday, he could start having light stuff to chew. So I basically made him some toast and buttered to hell so it would get kind of soggy and cut it up into little pieces so he wouldn't have to bite it. He'd just like put a little corner of toast into his mouth and could chew it. But this is like the first almost solid food he's had in a week. And yeah, sucks. But I'm, I'm hoping. I still don't know what I'm going to do for dinner tonight now that I think about it. Yeet. But, <laughs> but, you know, he was, he was medicated heavily. And I actually had to, on Tuesday when he went back to school, we weren't thinking about it. We forgot to give him any ibuprofen before they left for school in the morning. And I get an email from his teacher at about 11 o'clock. He's like, or, and she's basically like, Damien saying he needs um, his medicine, that he hasn't had anything since 1 a.m. Like, crap. And so I actually have to go and meet him at school. And he's in the middle of lunch and meet him at school and give him his medication in the middle of school. And I'm like, all right, make sure before we leave for school, you get your medicine. And it was like right before you leave. So that it last you all day and all that. But, you know, it's it's just been you know, being careful. And at night he was having a lot of trouble with, um, just pain kind of flaring up. And so he spent like every night this week, he's been in our bed. So I get home from work and he's asleep in our bed and he's, and I'm like getting him, picking him up, picking him back to his bed. And okay, I, I get it because it hurts and it's, it's stressful. And he's really, it's like, to say he's been depressed because of it, I think is fairly accurate because yeah, he's, he's had, there's a lot of crap. And so, you know, he's, he's getting through it. It'd be a few weeks and everything, the dentist said, everything looks really good. It seems to be taking, and it's really just a wait and see how well everything takes. You know, will he need a root canal later in life? Maybe, maybe not. It could be fine. It could need other stuff. As of right now, it looks like the tooth is setting. Looking at it, it looks like the gums are kind of growing back. It's setting, it's grabbing. He's not in, I guess he hasn't had any uh, pain medication since, what is it, uh, Wednesday night? So he's actually been at least a full day now without any pain meds and he's been functional. So that's good. So I hope everything continues it looks like everything's going well it's just going to be a few weeks i think i'm probably going to mow the yard before he gets to eat a hamburger but it's 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 going well so here's hoping so we just went through the whole process of having a kid knock his tooth out well i mentioned we had gone to walmart well, one of the reasons why we had gone to Walmart was because we had talked about getting the boys bikes. We had wanted to get them back around the holidays, but with the move and everything, it was just, it was both financially and logistically tricky. Like we're, we're going through getting this house established. We don't have time for bikes right now, but it just kind of came down to, 
we promised the boys bikes. It, it may be winter, but it's still 70 degrees outside because Phoenix. And so even though we were like, it's going to be fucking expensive, we decided to buy the boys bikes. More specifically, my wife decided we're buying the boys bikes. <laughs> and then it was on me to go with them and get bikes. So Friday night, we have all of the dental drama. Sunday morning, and the boys basically, because I had to work on Saturday because I work Saturday, I go to work Saturday and the deal was with them was they were told, get the house clean, get all your chores done, do that, and you will be getting bikes on Sunday. This was their deal. They got the house clean. They weren't being assholes for the most part, for the most part, and they they did their thing. And so they got to have their bikes. And so basically in, in pairs, I took them up to Walmart. I actually had to go to two different Walmarts because the bike selections were really limited. And they're like, oh, yeah, well, in the, like the different sizes that the boys needed and then the helmet selection and stuff like that. So first two boys went to the Walmart right by us. And so I take uh, Sam and Charlie and we go pick out bikes. And like, Probably, and we had to get all the accessories too while we were there. Because we needed, like, oh, we need a bike pump. And we spent so much time looking at helmets and then, like, trying to figure out. So here's the thing like, the boys were basically allowed to pick their bike. It wasn't like, I'm going to go in, all right, here's one for you and here's one for you. It was like, all right, here are the bikes. First things first, let's figure out what size of a bike you need. So here, just pick a bike. And try and sit on it and we'll see if it's too big or too small, if you need a bigger size, whatever. Like, all right, you look like you need a 20. And we ended up like Charlie needs a 20 inch bike. Sam needed a 12 inch. He needed the little one. Like, all right. And like, okay, now that we know the size in that size range, what is available? And basically for Sam, there were, there was one option for a little boy's bike and about 50 that were like Disney princess type characters. And well, because my boys, when they don't think of things that way, they don't, it's like Sam is like, Oh look, Minnie Mouse. I want the Minnie Mouse bike. Why? Cause he likes Minnie Mouse. Okay. He likes Mickey and Minnie and Donald and all of them. He likes Minnie Mouse. He likes Barbie. He likes like, just likes characters for what they are. He sees a Minnie Mouse bike. He thinks it's cool. He wants the Minnie Mouse one because he knows Minnie Mouse. And I didn't try to talk him out of the Minnie Mouse bike. I didn't say, no, you can't have Minnie Mouse. I was like, are you sure you want Minnie? Wouldn't you rather have this one? It's like black and green and much more neutral. And it's not even a matter of, I don't care if he has a pink bike for the sake of him having a pink bike or him having a Minnie Mouse bike. It was, people suck, people are mean. And if we go to the park and are riding bikes around, there are going to be people that could be mean to my kid because he's riding a Minnie Mouse bike. But he did change it. And he also changed his mind. He was like, oh, I want that one. No, I want that one. No, I want that one. He's like, you know what? I want that one. And he ended up picking the green and black one anyway. But it was like, well, fuck, you know. But it was, it was kind of something I had to deal with. And then Charlie was bouncing around between uh a couple of mountain bikes. And we're like, no, you're not getting a mountain bike. One, you don't need, it's like, you can't even ride a bike yet. You don't need a 21 speed mountain bike, <laughs> which also costs twice as much as the regular, just road street bike. But 
I was like, you don't have to ride a bike. You don't need a mountain bike. But also, like, just the, oh, I want to have this mongoose. Like, you don't need the fancy mongoose one. You don't need this, this one, this one, this one. It was like, it's got this, all this crazy extra shit on it. You don't need that one. But he ends up uh, picking out this, like, metallic purple, like, deep metallic purple bike. It's a nice looking bike. Fair enough. I think it's a Huffy. Um, actually, I think they all ended up with Huffies, but, um, I think it's probably just cause whatever it is at Walmart, but the, uh, it picks out this bike and he picked out his helmet and they all, all every fucking one of them wanted to get those damn helmets that have the spikes on them. And like, no, you can't have a helmet with spikes. You can have a character helmet. I don't care. Like, you could have a Mickey Mouse helmet. I don't care. Well, as long as it doesn't have the ears on it. Like, if you, I don't care. You want to have a crazy character, whatever type of helmet? I don't care. You're not having a spike helmet. It's like, you know why? Because grab, and I grab the spike. Like, here, they put it on. I grab the spikes. Like, if you fall off your bike and you land on the spikes, the spikes are going to go this way and it's going to yank your neck. Like, yeah, the spikes are flexible and all that stuff and they bend, but it still messes with your head. And that's why like motorcycle helmets with spikes aren't legal. They aren't DOT approved, as they say, because it's, it's a danger. It, it could break your neck or at least cause trauma. So yeah, but I actually had to send a picture of this bike to my wife because, well, and she thought it was, I think she kind of got the impression it was a, oh, this is a girly bike thing. It was like, it wasn't about it being purple for the sake of, oh, it's purple, it's girly. Because it was, it's a nice metallic purple. It's a nice looking, I, w- I wouldn't call this a girly bike being purple. It was, I want her approval on this for it being purple because my wife utterly despises the color purple. And there's a whole story along with that, but just. You know, surprised to say, my wife hates purple, and I could see her getting upset with him having a purple bike. And so, like, what do you think? It's purple. It's metallic purple. It's fine, but he he wanted it, and I was like, no, fine, go for it. And so she was like, all right, fine. I was like, I'm not worried about it being purple for you know any effeminate sake, but just. Yeah. Are you going to get pissed because he's got a purple bike? <laughs> like, nope. All right. Fine. So we get all, you know, we get a pump and we get all this, all the little things, the accessories and there's some other crap. It's like, you know, I, think I grabbed a rake and some glue and some other shit while we were there. Did all the things. And then, you know, make our way out, get our things. And then I get to go home and grab the other two boys. So I went home and grabbed uh, Sam. That's it. I grabbed Damien and Bug. And we went to a completely different Walmart. They were a little bit further away because, well, the bike selection was kind of tapped out. I was like, all right, well, I know they're not going to have anything for them, th- that one. Let's go to the other one that we normally would go to and get some and see what their selection is like and get something there. And they have a much bigger bike selection at this other Walmart. <laughs> Unfortunately, their helmet selection is crap. <laughs> like, um, y'all need to communicate better because... Y'all got one that's got a ton of helmets and not a lot of bikes and one with a ton of bikes and not a lot of helmets. Y'all need to balance this out some. But 
it turned into this massive battle with them because they both wanted like kind of not character bikes, but like branded bikes. And Damien ended up picking a Hot Wheels branded bike that has a little speedometer thing. And it's got the the handle on one of the handlebars where you roll it back and it moves the speedometer. And I like there's like a little tag on it. And I pulled the tag. I was like, and then when you roll it back, oh, now it makes motorcycle noises. Like, oh, lovely. <laughs> Fuck, I can't wait for those batteries to die. But <laughs> so now it, he's just like, and going, they've all got training wheels at this point. So he's and like drifting with his fucking training wheels. But <laughs> Bug wanted a Batman bike. And it was like, it's cool. Yeah, great. It's a Batman bike. And it's got like the Batman kind of cowl on the front and the Batman logo on this in the middle and all this. But it was return. It was like, it was like a scratch and dent return. It was like normal price, like 80 something dollars marked down to 40 bucks. And you look at it, it's like, why? Because one of the eyes is missing on Batman. The, the, some of the stickers are missing. It's all scratched up. The seats all scratched up. It's got rust on it. Like, no <laughs> and like yeah it'd be cool if like you could have this bike if it were in good condition but your mom's gonna get really pissed with you if you bring home a bike that's all scratched up like I, you know and i want to sound snooty it was like i'm you know we're buying you brand new bikes i want you to have a brand new bike and yeah batman is cool and a batman bike would be cool but if this were in better condition, maybe, but I'm not going to go and buy you a brand new bike and have it, you know, missing parts and being all rusty. So no. And I had to convince him. And otherwise he ended up just getting kind of a standard red huffy. I think the style, they're like some huffy rocket. Like, all right. So they got their bikes. They picked their helmets. Um, incidentally, Sam ended up picking a Spider-Man helmet. Bug ended up picking a Black Panther helmet and hands down, his Black Panther helmet is the coolest. And if that Batman bike were in better shape, that Batman bike with a Black Panther helmet would have just been badass because the Black Panther helmet almost looks kind of Batman-ish if you aren't paying attention. And so, yeah, they and they got their helmets and they got their bikes. And basically we get home, we're like, all right, you got your stuff. Nap time. And after nap time, you must take your naps. And after nap time, we will go to the park. And we're going to go up to the dog park and we'll ride bikes around the sidewalk at the dog park. So we go. And we're like, all right. And Sam kind of basically sits on his bike and I kind of drag him. And I'm like, get your feet off the pedal. Because he kept trying to backpedal. Because he wanted to do it himself, but he wasn't, didn't have kind of the motion down yet. And we're like, no, sit. I will pull you. And Bug and Sam, or I keep saying Bug and I'm always, Bug and Sam are always together, always doing stuff. So most of the time you refer to them together. But in this case, Bug and Damien were, uh, it's like they're the two in the middle and they understand how pedaling a bike works and they just fucking took off. They were like, hey, slow down, get like, wait, they get to like the next corner where we have to cross the street. Like, stop. Don't you no wait for us because at this point, Charlie doesn't have training wheels and he actually doesn't know how to ride a bike. We're going to the park. We're going to teach him how to ride a bike. And 
So he has to walk his bike to the park. He just needs to. And Rihanna has Jasper. We're going to take Jasper with us so he's not cooped up in the house. And that's part of why we're going to the dog park. So we're like, all right, go. It's, it's like two, it's like a block away. And we go. Turned out dog park's closed. But so we're just like, we end up just kind of parking outside the dog park and riding along the bikes along the sidewalk in front of the dog park. And the little boys are, you know, back and forth and doing their thing and running crazy. And it's basically just kind of a straight-ish, kind of curvy sidewalk. And they're just going up and down and up and down. And I'm working with Charlie and like, all right, so like kick off like this and pedal. And like, just keep pedaling. Like, don't, like, you know, like every kid when they're learning to ride a bike, when they get scared or they get, the bike gets kind of squirrely, they lose control. They freak out and their first reaction is take their feet off the pedals and stick them out. Like, ah, like jump off the bike, get off the bike. Ah, I'm going to fall. Jump. (laughs) And there's a lot of that and trying to un, like trying to get him to not do that. And like, no, if you're, if you're getting crazy, keep your feet on the pedals, keep pedaling. If you're losing control, if you think you're out of control, keep pedaling because you can't control the bike if you're not pedaling. You have to have forward control to control a bike. That's just how bikes work. And he's still like, he's like, ah, and he jump. <laughs> he got really good at I'm losing control, getting his other foot clear over the center bar and jumping off the bike clean. He got really good at that. <laughs> Unfortunately, he's still not very good at using the fucking brakes because even after two days, I'm like, it's two days. But he still will roll into grass or gravel or something to stop rather than using his brakes. And he has the fr- the handlebar. He has handbrakes front and back. And he has the whole push the back, push the pedals backwards, lock the brakes. He's got all of these brakes. He's got more brakes than any of the others. He still doesn't use them for the most part. And he won't come to a clean stop and like stop, put his foot down. He comes to an almost stop and jumps off the bike. <laughs> but, you know, he they're, they're running up and down, rolling up and down the sidewalk and across the grass because they still can't control very well and they're learning. Can't say anything. But just to remind you, this is two days after one of them had a tooth knocked out. <laughs> Look, oh, yeah. Like, you just had your tooth knocked out and it's super sensitive and we got to be really careful about your face. Here, let's put you on a thing that's going to make you fall over on your face. <laughs> and after everything that happened on Friday, they were like, oh, we need to have knee pads and elbow pads or we're going to die. Like, one, knee pads and elbow pads aren't going to save your life if you fall on a bicycle. Two, bruises build character. <laughs> this is how you're going to learn. You're going to learn to ride a bike by falling. That's how you learn. You fall. The goal is don't fall the same way again. You're going to figure it out. You're going to learn. And you'll get better. But you're not going to get better by being bubble wrapped. Like, yes, I'm allowing you to have a helmet. When I was a kid, I never had a helmet. I didn't have, I didn't get my first bicycle helmet until I was 19 or 20. And it wasn't even for my sake. It was actually because of my dad. And it was because of my dad's bike. He insisted if I were going to ride his bike, 
because he had this long recumbent bike. He was like, if you're going to be on my bike, you have to wear a helmet. I'm like, like yeah, I'm 19 or whatever at that point. Like at this, like I've been riding a bike for like most of my life without a helmet. I have fallen and broken my arm on a bike. I've, like, why do I need a helmet now? <laughs> but he, incidentally, I did crash that bike once and yeah, I, I actually still have scars on my hands and my arms from that particular bike crash because I was going really fast and it was a really textured road and I slid <laughs> and I ground up my arms and I, I got really messed up from that particular bike crash. But head was fine. <laughs> my head was fine. My arms were fucked, but my head was fine. But yeah, they're like all freaking out about elbow pads and knee pads. I'm like, no, you're fine. But it was kind of funny because they were so scared about falling. But after a little bit and Charlie having fallen a bunch of times, he finally, he kind of understood the, like, and I told him, I was like, you're going to fall. Like, you're going to learn, but you learn from falling. You get, you figure it out. You learn how you, why, what you did wrong. You get up, you fix it. And he had a couple of really ugly falls on Sunday. He had one where, because like the way that the, it's kind of arranged, there's the gravel next to the fence and then there's the sidewalk and then there's the grass and the hill and he had one point where he was going and going and he got the wheel kind of between the sidewalk and the gravel and tried to get out of it and just flopped just went flat over and it tossed him and he slid all the way across the sidewalk into the grass like i expected him to have at least roughed up his elbows or scraped up his arm i'd expected him to be bleeding a little bit like no he was all right he was kind of red and, and a little road rash but he was all right He's like, no, I'm okay. I'm okay. He's like, I'm fine. And it's, it's interesting because these boys will freak the fuck out and need to scream and holler and I'm dying. I need a Band-Aid for the tiniest little pinprick, but fall off their bike and slide across the sidewalk and get a what should be a legitimate bicycle crash fall. Like any other circumstances, you'd think they'd freak out. He's like, nope, I'm okay. I'm all right. I can do it. And so, yeah, he's... You know, he's like, no, I'm okay. Like bruises, it's like bruises are how you learn. Falling is how you learn. I was like, all right, this is the most mature you've ever fucking been. Great. Let's keep going with this. <laughs> you know, but also if I would give him any sort of direction, he would outright defy whatever I tell him to do. If I say, hey, slow down. He like, you know, hey, put on the brakes, slow down. He would take his hands off the brakes. He would take his feet off the, the pedals and coast and multiple times he crashed into things because i said hey slow down you're gonna crash and he would take his hands and feet off the brakes rather than doing what i told him to because he was like no i'm gonna figure it out myself like no you're gonna just fucking do what i told you because guess what your way just crashed my way you wouldn't have crashed if you had to slow down and we're trying to teach charlie like he wants, you know, it's like every kid, he gets on a bike and he wants to go as fast as possible. And he's like, it's so cool. Look how fast I'm going. Look how fast I'm going. Smash. And is look how fast I'm going is great. But what he doesn't know and what he doesn't understand at this point is it's really easy to go fast on a bike. It's not a difficult thing to go fast on a bike. It's actually easier to go fast than it is to go slow. It's easier to control because it's basically forward momentum. The problem is it's a lot harder to turn when you're going really fast. And 
and and it's easier to, like you have to learn to go slow on a bike it's harder to control it when it's slow it's harder to stay upright and so you have to learn to control it at low speed to be good and so we're trying to teach him take it easy go slow learn how to stay balanced learn how to go straight learn how to go in a straight line learn how to break those are the most important things learn how to go straight learn how to break then the rest is cake from that point on everything else is easy and i've told him like try and just run around like ride in the grass like don't ride on the sidewalk ride in the grass because it's harder if you learn how to ride in the grass and you can be your can push through grass and ride through that and stay straight and work and control through the grass, you can fucking do anything. Sidewalks are nothing if you can ride through the grass. But, you know, he wants to go fast. Eventually he'll learn. Eventually he's going to have a hard fall and it's going to hurt like hell. And maybe then he'll listen. Then again, Damien hasn't really settled down since knocking a tooth out, so I'm not totally sure. All right. Now, it's time for a quick break, and I will be right back to wrap things up with this week's recommended listening feature, Oz 9. Everybody has a story, and not all of those stories are clear black and white issues, even when we think they are. We wonder, how did this happen? Or what is that like? Or what happens next? Are you sure you really want to know? This is Ignorance Was Bliss at IWB Podcast. Hey, my name is Paul, and I'm not an animal expert. I'm Donna, and I'm not an animal expert either. And together we do a podcast about animals called Varmints. Every week we pick an animal, do a bunch of research on it, and bring you some interesting facts about that animal. But we don't stop there. We talk about that animal in movies, TV, and other pop culture. And we talk about whether or not that animal would make a tasty dish, and how intelligent we think it is on the scale of 1 to 10. It's exactly like one of those fancy PBS nature documentaries. Except with more poo jokes. New episodes go live every Thursday wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Or you can visit us at BlazingCaribouStudios.com. <laughs> Varmints! Varmints! <laughs> <laughs> Recommended listening. If you enjoy space adventures featuring brave and competent astronauts... If you enjoy podcasts that are culturally sensitive... I've been labeling stuff aboard the ship with post-its, so she can learn a language. I speak English, you bloody... If you enjoy shows with sophisticated humor... Well, that's just rude. It's her spacesuit. Then you may not want to listen to Oz9. But if you simply enjoy giggling... Oh, <laughs> you anglers! So snooty about all the everythings. Oz9 may be the show for you. Get it wherever you find the other shows you like to put in your ears. That title is spelled O Z dash numeral nine. You could certainly do worse. Oz9.
Jaws 9. Another sci-fi space drama comedy thing, because if you haven't noticed, I kind of like my sci-fi space comedy drama audio drama things. They say whatever. <laughs> it is the adventures of a, a to say bumbling crew, I think is is being nice. But a, a bumbling crew of of ex-cons, basically, who are <laughs> well. I guess I need to back up. I have to pull up some of the official stuff from their their press stuff because it's complicated in its simplicity. The best way I can sum up Oz Nine is like they are that that outer space disaster, uh, Gilligan's Island, <laughs> and in and very much in the you have a a crew of characters that are all very much a what the fuck are you doing here? The, why does this make sense? How did all of these assortment of people make sense other than the captain and the ship's AI? And even in the fact that, again, the crew are basically all made up of ex-cons. But the only people that make any sense on there are there's a captain and there's the AI. And in this particular analogy, whichever the one is the skipper and which one's Gilligan, I, I'm I'm going to leave that up to you. But <laughs> then you end up with, okay, sorry, got to keep, I'm just going to stay in the back where I was wrapping it up. But you have like, <laughs> so I'll just run through, pull up the cast list. Let's pull up the cast list. We have uh, Colin, who is basically, he's supposed to be one of the passengers. And these ships are loaded with about 50,000 rich assholes who bought tickets on these fancy, supposed to be fancy ships to go off into space and be in like cryo sleep until they find another planet that we can terraform and start a new civilization and all that stuff. And there's a metric fuck ton of these ships that went out and a bunch of them, you know, they're, they're basically falling apart. They're, these, these spaceships are basically held together with duct tape and spit and... <laughs> <laughs> they again crude with ex-cons and full of these rich assholes and they're all in in hyper sleep and shit like this and then stuff starts going wrong as, as some other podcasters would put it hijinks ensue well colin colin as he's as he calls himself who absolutely sounds like uh, a screen test and trying to figure out how to sound like Stewie Griffin. And maybe that's just because I listen at double speed where in at double speed, he sounds like Stewie Griffin, but there is still the running gag of his accent. It, it, it fluctuates. <laughs> um, uh, see, we have the albatross and the Bichon Frise, if you're saying it right, but <laughs> everybody calls him the Bichon Frise. And I think there were a couple of points where one of the characters calls him the bitch and freeze. And I find it interesting that they, it's, it's always a, a thing that I find funny when you have somebody say their name, but everybody's mispronunciation of the name is if you're reading it, just saying, but the, the Bichon freeze who is the most uh, over the top French, bad accent, French guy, assassin that you could possibly assassin. And the albatross are both assassins who apparently the company that built these ships and started this whole craziness, uh, gated galaxies 
they basically put assassins on the ships, I'm assuming, with the purpose of killing everybody. I don't know why. I forget. There's a reason in it. They tell you the reason. I forget it at the moment. You have Leet, who is supposed to be the tech guy, and it's because he was a hacker. <laughs> and so he was a hacker, and really his hacking skills amount to, after talking to somebody for a while, he can guess their passwords. It's a weird thing. I don't know if that really counts as being a hacker or just being observant. I think it's the same principle as like mentalists. <laughs> He's a good mentalist. But aside from being a quote unquote hacker, he also has the uh, skill of basically being apparently like built like an Adonis. <laughs> and there's a lot of talk about him making sure his symmetry is right. And, and, and all this like, so <laughs> him just being so big and, and cumbersome and he's just a, a wall of a person hacker who is basically dumb as a box of rocks <laughs> like he's like oh yeah people really call me dense and he thinks they're talking about his mass and and y- you get the joke anyway <laughs> we have joe the janitor who everybody kind of ignores and i think this is just a general play on the fact that everybody ignores the janitor because everybody will kind of be doing whatever they're doing at the moment. And then he'll chime in with something and everybody's like, Jesus! <laughs> like, nobody noticed he was standing right there in the middle of the group. But it's also kind of funny because since he's the janitor, he's the only person with any awareness of the ship and how everything goes. Because he's constantly mopping and cleaning up messes. And does get very upset when you make messes. And if you're somebody who's ever had to deal with janitors and janitorial stuff and custodians they don't like when you fuck up their floors as somebody who works in the the floor cleaning industry yeah don't fuck with my floors anyway i digress um <laughs> then we have let's see olivia the ai and i mentioned olivia and the captain being basically the uh the skipper and gilligan of this olivia the ai who like every other ship's AI and every other bit of sci-fi something, she knows more than she's allowed to let on because programming. And and the Captain Madeline, who basically is as clueless as everybody else, she's very like insistent on her, damn it, I'm the captain, but she really has no fucking clue what she's doing. Really? <laughs> If I remember right, she flunked out of the program, but whatever the situation may be. And if and if I'm getting some of these details wrong, I just binged the show. And so there's a lot of details in my brain that are all scrambled right now. Safe to say, I'm getting the general. <laughs> there's so much going on and so much like as you learn the backstory of all of the people, there's so much craziness. <laughs> but I, I love it's like there's just so much to so many of the people and the way the characters play on each other. But I have to say the one, the the one character in the entire show that to me is like, just like I'm, I'm dying every time he comes up is the narrator because, Oh yeah, there's a narrator and the narrator is that fourth wall breaking, calling out the crew on all of their idiocy sort of, of omnipresence. (laughs) I love, I love the, like, not only does he sit there and call out the crew for being idiots, but he also sits there and basically trashes his job. And there's 
a few points where he's sitting there, hey, if anybody's in need of a narrator and this and this and this, like, I, you know, I really wanted to do documentaries, but here I am. <laughs> and so I love, I love the narrator's commentary because he's not just like a narrator and explaining the story and exposition guy. He's the... Like they just ran up like after about a half an hour, they've run up the same corridor 11 times when there were only two corridors away. <laughs> and I will, I will give it, but it's just, uh, the, I, I love the narrator for that just because of the snark and the like, yeah, <laughs> it's just great. <laughs> and so, yeah, the, but then there's this just kind of crazy cast of characters and everybody's very unique. And the, the weirdness of everybody is hilarious. And there's a bunch of other characters that pop up. I mean, there's the kind of the, the side characters. I mean, that's basically the main people on the ship. I mean, there, there's Donna who works at Gated Galaxies, which is a company she's like on Earth and she's like the only person left in the office, <laughs> you know. Um, uh, Captain, ah, Desert, Captain Jesse, who was brought over from the Oz 6748 and there's a whole big long story there but it, it's hilarious again Leet being an idiot uh, Jesse and the Albatross are both Scottish and then the the Bichon Freeze is is supposed to be French and because Leet's kind of an idiot he doesn't understand that they're speaking English <laughs> like oh Captain Jesse like here, I put signs all over the wall so that you can learn English <laughs> with her thick Scottish accent. God, I'm speaking English. I'm, I'm not going to do it because, well, uh, just a female character and the closest I've got to Scottish is a really bad Sean Connery. So yeah, I'm not going to do that. But <laughs> just uh, that whole of elite idiocy is nice running gag. <laughs> Again, everybody is a running gag, but I, I love it's the, the story itself is almost secondary to the characters in the show. And there's so many of them. That's the thing. Is it very much a, like, episodically, yeah, there's an overarching storyline of what's going on, but ultimately, it's like a, a week-to-week or it's bi-weekly. Uh, just, it's, the, it's, the, it's the hijinks of the week. It's what weird shit is going to happen now. Like, oh, there's a bomb on the ship. Sorry, spoilers. Oh, there's a bomb on the ship. Oh, and how are we going to fix the bomb on the ship? And then the bomb gains sentience. And the, and there's an emotional attachment to the bomb and things like this. Sorry, spoilers. You're listening to me review a show. Sorry. But <laughs> I'm not giving much away. These aren't really plot points. I could probably tell you the entire thing. And maybe I'm that guy. I'll tell you the entire story. It's still your experience. Listen to the damn thing. Trust me. I'm not ruining any jokes. If I told you the entire plot of the, every episode, it wouldn't ruin it because it's comedy. You listen for the jokes and fuck the show is hilarious because you basically, again, you have the Skipper and Gilligan basically playing it straight and every other lunatic in this, you know, heap of space junk asylum that they're in now going crazy and yeah, <laughs> it's just, and it's, I don't know how, and this is another one of those where, how do I describe the show without just telling you everything that's going on? Because it's just, again, 
like Gilligan's Island in space. And I, I realized that, yeah, they're not in an island. They're in a ship. If you took Gilligan's Island and, and, and girl in space, basically like, yeah, we have a ship. It's in space. And there's a lot of weird characters that do weird shit. And it's just really silly and zany and funny. And this mixed bag of crazy personalities all coming together. And yeah, <laughs> that's it. And oh, it's, it's, you just have to experience it. You don't, and you, you have to experience it. This is not a passive listening. Granted, most comedy stuff is not passive listening. This is not a podcast that you can sit and be doing something else and it's on in the background and you're like, no, you got to listen to this one. This is a sit down and pay attention because it, you want to listen to the story. You want the story. And again, the story is almost secondary to just, just funny and the situations because the situations and the characters are what makes this funny and what makes it so great. And everybody that's on this is utterly hilarious. And it's even more hilarious when you find out that almost nobody is using their regular speaking voice. That is probably one of the best things is that, I mean, granted, some of the obvious ones, like there's no way in hell there's any actual French person that sounds like the Bichon Fries. <laughs> just not. It's that's about the caliber of my French accent. But it's obvious that, oh, yeah, he's supposed to be sounding that terrible. <laughs> but I would not have guessed that the Albatross and Jesse weren't actually Scottish. And then you hear him like, oh, shit. <laughs> so, they, but everybody's great. And the way they play their parts and just everybody, it's obvious that they are having a blast doing this and that they're all so in sync with the, the whole vibe of everything. And it's just, you just need to listen to it. You just need to listen to it. And pulling back the, I want to, I'm going to say this, and it's one of those, if you've listened to me review podcast for long enough, you notice a theme of when I'm talking about a show that is basically female fronted, I go on a lot longer. We're looking at eh, most 15 minutes. <laughs> Oz9 is created and primarily, I think, completely written by Shannon Perry, who is Olivia and Captain Madeline. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> She she creates the show and she's Olivia. She's she's the AI and she's the the captain. And she she puts this whole crazy thing together. And yeah, it's just fun. <laughs> it's just fun. <laughs> and I, big props to her and everybody for making such a great crazy thing because it's crazy. And they actually, I, they, they had a, a live episode that was in the feed I listened to over last weekend. I listened to it and I loved that they were like, like so many shows, especially like audio drama, comedy things like when, uh, you know, hello from the magic tavern does a live show and, you know, they open and they do their same open. They always do it's like here in Ver the Vermilion Minotaur where we all are <laughs> and they basically wrote in a plot thread like, oh, we went back in time to a uh, to an assassin's convention. And here we are. 
<laughs> and they tried to do some crowd work and the crowd really didn't play along. And I was like, <laughs> it was just, it was just great. Like them basically calling out the crowd for not participating. I'm like, Oh, fuck you guys. <laughs> We're supposed to, you know, come on jerks. Anyway, not that they called them assholes or anything on stage. But it was like, the, come on, participate. Oh, oh, you, you didn't get the joke. Okay, fine. <laughs> but anyway, it, it's just fun. It's just a fun show. I love my fun shows. I love my fun, silly, goofy stuff. And you take the fun, silly, goofy stuff and you mix it with the space audio drama nerd in me. And you get Oz9 and that's it. That is Oz9 in a nutshell. It is space audio drama sci-fi stuff and utter silliness and fun. And it's just fun. And if you want something that is just fun, you need to be listening to Oz9. There. I said it. I just spent 15 minutes bullshitting my way because I think out loud. You're welcome. (laughs) But that's it. Silly, fun, audio drama Space, Gilligan's Island. Yeah. <laughs> I'm never going to let go of the Gilligan's Island thing. I think I'm going to make them mad. I'm sorry, uh, uh, everybody. <laughs> I'm sorry, but yeah. But you can find Oz9 at, as the, the little promo said, it is oz-9.com or as, as the very English announcer voice in their promo said o z hyphen numeral nine dot com and i don't think he said hyphen oh well <laughs> but it is at oz-9.com of course links in the show notes because they always are but that's going to do it for me for this week thank you so much for listening remember you can go to odddeadoutpodcast.com you can get all of the past episodes and subscribe to the show while you're there on all your favorite podcast places if I don't have something listed and you want it let me know I'll put it up there of course you can hit me up on all the social medias at odddeadout Facebook Twitter Instagram join the oddballs Facebook group where I'm trying to do more stuff And I want to give one more big thank you to all of my awesome Patreon supporters who got to have a video of this stuff. Kate from Ignorance Was Bliss, Chris from Play Comics, Heather from Sunshine and Power Cuts, and Lisa and Sam from I Shake My Head. And again, you can support the show and get to have the videos and other weird stuff I do just for those special people by going to patreon.com slash odddadout. I've told you enough stuff already, so I'm getting the hell out of here. And until next week, oddballs, thank you and good night. Good night.